Time for Tea with Makita is a podcast about redefining self-care. It's about looking at every aspect of our life from music, career, family and relationships and everything in between. It's about spilling tea on those conversations that sometimes are hard to have with other people. Well, we're not ashamed to have those conversations right here. So join me as I spill tea on every topic you ever thought about, talked about, or whispered about. Hey, y'all, it's definitely time for some tea. Welcome back. It is time for some tea. I know that sometimes we all get caught up when we talk about self-care. It's so easy to only focus on maybe facials and massages and all of those areas of self-care. However, there are so many different layers of self-care. And today we want to just try to change our mindset around what we perceive to be self-care and really talk about self-care in a different way. And I have with me today, Ms. Ann Oakfer. She is construction planner, quality management, the wearer of many, many hats, champion for the young and new professionals. And she's here today um, to join me as we spill some tea on different ways that we can look at self-care and how it affects us mentally, physically, and emotionally. So welcome. Hi, Makita. Hi, everybody. Hope you're all well today. Yes, today is a great day. <laughs> it's, it's lovely. Well, yes. It's actually not too bad here, even considering we're in Scotland. So that's good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, just really thank you for, for being here to come in on and to just uh, sharing, you know, some information to really look at self-care in a different way and have a different perspective and light to be shown on shelf self-care yeah you're you're welcome um we we often think of self-care so much as you know massages and candles and um, all, all the lovely fun stuff that it can be mm-hmm. um but for me working in construction um it's very important that um we also focus on practical things um a lot of the macho culture comes in certainly when you mention self-care everyone's like you know massage and that that's their image Mm -hmm. um of self-care but um practical things like having conversations about mental health um our well-being um you know time management and you know learning boundaries learning how to say no to things that don't serve um you know the the purpose of what you're trying to achieve um are also really important sort of self-care techniques that i try and um explain especially as i'm working with young people coming into the industry as well um given the nature of our industry it's very very stressful um it can be a very very stressful place it can be a wonderful environment but it can be a very stressful one too that is so true. Uh, I think we don't normally think about in the area of construction, the people that are out there, there's so many different things going on. Like you said, you know, there's boundaries, there's that self-care mentally and physically like checking in with themselves. And, and because it's mostly men, you know, admitting that, you know, Hey, I, I need to, you know, practice a little self-care around my, my mental health today is you know, can be challenging, right? 
Absolutely. Um, you know, we often find that, you know, we refer to it as the, the macho culture um, where, you know, they don't want to be seen to be weak. So um, they, they don't talk about it. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, certainly in this country, um, one of the statistics, I think last year, this was pre-pandemic, um, around May last year, the Chartered Institute of Building did a survey, which said that 26% of people had suicidal thoughts. Now that's you know, well increased since the pandemic, unfortunately. Um, and it, it, it's a silent crisis, really, that's, you know, overtaken the industry. Um, and we need to talk about it. Um, we need to learn that it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to not be okay. Um, and it's okay to, to seek out, you know, assistance if you need it. It's not a weakness. Um, actually, there's strength in understanding that you need some assistance sometimes, um, and it's trying to flip that on its head almost because people do still feel like they can't talk about it. That is true. And with so much, you know, there's been so much attention, I think a little bit more pre-pandemic, but mostly since the pandemic, it's been more talk about you know, the suicide rates, the mental health, and yet people still have that stigma attached to it that they don't want to be labeled. They don't want to be judged or seen, like you said, as weak because they see it as a weakness. Absolutely. And that's something that um, construction, um, you know, is working towards um, changing, um, but it's it's a hard, it's an uphill struggle um, because so many people I think are just in that culture of this macho kind of environment um, where we don't talk about it. Um, it's really hard to change a culture that's so embedded, but, um, you know, different companies are doing different things. You know, certainly my company um, have trained mental health first aiders. Um, they have an employee assistance program where, you know, we can phone a helpline, which is sort of external to the company. So you're not having to necessarily speak to someone you know, mm -hmm. um, because some people struggle with that sort of aspect as well. Um, you know, it's hard to, in the work environment, I guess, for some people to, to ask for help from people they're working with every day. Um, although some people prefer that so um, and by all means that's you know just the tip of the, tip of the iceberg and what can be done there's much more that can be done but um, you know we have to recognize companies taking a step in the right direction as well um, in industry um, you know people are doing a lot, lot more awareness around it and um, the Chartered Institute of Building has launched courses and things like that as well to help so um, you know there are many positive steps towards you know, talking about it. And, and certainly that's, you know, an important first step. It is an important first step, taking the initiative to even start something to, to have people have the option to say, you know what, like you said, it's hard talking to people, you know, it's easier to talking to a stranger and just kind of unloading and saying, oh my gosh, this is on my mind. This is what I've been dealing with. Because when you go to work, um, especially, you know, in construction, my husband, one of his best friends work in construction and you, you take a lot of risk and um, it's just interesting. Sometimes I, I see him and I don't even realize like, wow, like you, you do a dangerous job. <laughs> how do you cope? <laughs> and when you bring those young people in, like how is the, the startup or the initiative to really, you know, get them to understand, hey, you know, we're, we're here to do a job, but we're here for you 
and your your mental health and your your well-being as well. So it's not just about it's about the job, but it's also about the fact that we care about you as an individual. Yeah, I think as well, one of the main things I find with people not wanting to speak up at work is they understand the the stress that their colleagues are also going through because it's similar to what they're experiencing. So they don't want to almost add something extra into that as well. Um, you know, and that that's probably sometimes where we find that people don't speak up in the workplace um, in the same sort of way. Um, and, and the, you know, young people coming in, um, you know, it's it's quite a hard environment anyway to start off. And, you know, it's very much like this is a hard thing. It's, a, you know, it's a stressful environment. It's project based. So, you know, it's constantly changing, constantly moving. Um, that, that for a lot of people can be a stressful thing as well. You know, people like routine. We like structure um, and construction doesn't always give that in a workplace environment. You know, it, it can be changing all the time. It, it can be dangerous, um, you know, um, there's risk involved. Um, you know, you can be working in, in an environment sometimes that's um, fast paced. Um, also, that it's just busy. You know, there's lots of people that can be stressful for people too. If you're on a big site and there's lots of things, lots of moving parts, as we would say, you know, that can be a stressful environment. Time pressures, cost pressures, you know, and social working sometimes you know people are working long days um, so there's an element of fatigue and tiredness that comes in as well you know people may be driving a lot um so yeah it just it's a a big sort of pot of um, loads of different factors that any one of which could be um problematic on its own never mind in that sort of combination um so it's about managing that and understanding what for certain people you know, is there is there risk factor? You know, some person may be, um, you know, a time pressure may stress them more, and that might be their thing that you need to manage. Um, and then you know, maybe that's through helping them understand time management techniques and things like that. Certainly, with new people coming in, maybe saying no to things that don't serve the bigger purpose. You know, it can be easy to say yes to everything and become overwhelmed um and then not be able to manage all the different elements so um you know those can be the self-care techniques in in that instance that maybe helps that one person i like that you know just being able to just say you know what this is a little too much for me i would love to but i can't you know just saying that and people have a hard time with saying no because they don't you know, we, we like, you know what, you always want to help. We're in this helping nature and we feel like we should, but we also have to check in and, and understand that we can't overwhelm ourselves because we don't do a good job when we do that. You know, it becomes a pressure thing. And like you said, a lot of people, the, the hours are usually long on construction, you know, and you're driving, you're tired, you just took on an extra responsibility and that could probably make you even more super stressed. So now... You're definitely not getting the time that you, you know, sleep that you need. And all of those are self-care boundaries Absolutely. and recognizing Absolutely. your boundaries. I think sometimes we, as much as we don't like to say no, we also mm -hmm. don't like to hear no. Mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes for me, I'm, well, one of the best lessons I learned was that actually no isn't rejection or finality, you know sometimes it's just not right now you know it's not for this moment not for today 
Um, and no doesn't always mean no forever, you know. Um, so some and sometimes actually no can focus you onto something else. So trying to see that as a um a positive almost in that, you know, you now don't waste energy on that. You can focus on something else that is important, or you can focus in a direction that does serve you. You know, understanding that, and then becoming comfortable with being able to say that to someone, like to say we we want to help people, um, but sometimes we can help them better when we say, actually, not today, maybe tomorrow, because you can actually help them better. You know, it's it's not a case of like no, never, um, we'll never help them with that. Um, mm. And I think sometimes just explaining that, um, you know, um, can, can be useful um, and and give a reason maybe why you can't help today. Um, you know, rather than, oh, no, I can't, or yes, I can, and then push yourself to breaking point because, like you say, that might be the one thing that, when added on top, pushes you beyond um, the point where it becomes, you know, comfortable for you. Um, and we don't want anyone to get to that stage. So sometimes it's okay to say no. Um, and, you know, maybe it's not no indefinitely. Maybe it's just no for this moment in time because this takes more of a priority and sometimes the thing that can be the priority is your mental health you know yes. sometimes it's no because at, at this moment in time add that into the pot would be too overwhelming for me so you know come back next week when things are a bit quieter you know so yeah. it's okay to say no um if it's too much exactly now you wear a lot of hats a lot of hats and you have the determinator collective and you do a lot with that. Could you tell us a little bit about that and how that has, you know, how that got started? Yes. Yeah, so I, I um, start, well, the story starts um, basically when I left school. Um, I left school with no qualifications. I, I didn't have that sort of opportunity in life um, that, you know, we must sort of expect to, to be your your flow in life that you leave school you go to uni and, and that's how things work for most people and um, that didn't happen for me um, I left school and I didn't have qualifications I was sort of ended up in a, a sort of situation of homelessness and you know just some not not great things um, and then I ended up in an order to get out of that I ended up you know in that what I call the hamster wheel of life basically you just you find a job and you stay in the job because you've got bills to pay and you just, you know, eat, sleep, work, repeat sort of thing, you know, day in, day out. Mm -hmm. And um, I continued in that. And then about seven years ago or seven and a half, eight years ago, I got really fed up of this hamster wheel and I, um, <laughs> I wanted to do something about it, but I didn't really know how. And I'd kind of told myself the story that, well, you know, this is, this is what life's dealt you. This is what, this is your, this is your lot, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I got into that sort of thinking. And then um, a friend of mine said, well, what, what's your problem? Why don't, if you want to go back to school, why don't you just go back? You know, why don't you? And I'm well, I've got no qualifications. And it was always just, you know, that story that I told myself, well, this is what life's given you. You don't have qualifications. You, can't, you know, that's it. That's where you're at. So you just need mm -hmm. to deal with it. Um, and he said to me, well, why don't you just go? and apply to some places and ask them what you need to do to get there. You know, maybe maybe you're right, you know, you've not got qualifications and maybe you need to do something else. He said, but what's stopping you doing something to get there? Mm. And, and I, you know, it was quite bizarre to me because it seemed very simple and yet it was something that just hadn't occurred to me because I told myself this story so much of, you know, this is what you've got, this is, this is where you are and this is where you will be. Mm. Um, 
and I was just like, well, I don't know. I haven't, you know, and I had to answer, you know, this question. And I was like, I don't know. You know, I, that hadn't really occurred to me. So um, I started applying for places. Well, I'd actually went away. I'd kind of forgot about it a little bit. And, um, you know, just, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and you put it off and you think, well, no, that seemed quite difficult. And then I went away on holiday that year. And uh, on the way home, I really didn't want to go back to my job. Um, I was working in retail and hospitality at the time, doing a couple of different jobs. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I cannot do this for the rest of my life. It, it does not give me what I need. It does not give, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. I cannot do this forever. And um, so <clears throat> on the train home, actually, <laughs> um, I started filling in applications to go um, to, to do some courses for construction, which is what I'd always wanted to do. I just, like I said, I didn't have the opportunities back at the time. So yeah. um, I kind of forgot about it, you know, went back to work, got back on the hamster wheel, you know, did what I'm supposed to do, go and do my job and, um, you know, kind of forgot about it a little bit. And then about four weeks later, I got some um, replies back from the applications offering me to come for interviews. So I thought, okay. You know, um, and my friend was like, oh, have you heard anything? And I was like, oh, yeah, I've got an interview. And um, I, I thought, I'm just going to go to the interview because, you know, then I've kinda, I can ask what I need to do. I didn't expect anything from it. Um, but I just thought, you know, it'll, it'll sort of confirm where I'm at, you know, that I don't have any qualifications and I'm not ready. Um, but maybe I can learn what I need to do sort of thing. So um, I did that. I thought, okay, I'll go for the day out. And the, the first interview I had was a place that's like four hours away from where I was staying at the time so I got on the train I thought I'm gonna have a wee day out I'll go down on my day off from work and just have a wee a wee day out and um see somewhere new go to the interview and you know maybe get some you know some tips on how I can get to there in the future as it was I went to that interview and they offered me a place to start on the course in like four weeks time um, but they'd taken into account the life experience I had and then you know the management experience that I had from my jobs which I didn't you know value at all at that time um, in, in, a, in the sense of my progression I didn't value it in that um, sort of way um, in terms of transferable skills and you know the management that I had in those fields to take over to something different um, I'd totally you know not seen that at all um, so he offered me a place on the course he said oh, it starts in four weeks and I'm, so I'm four hours away from home um, thinking, how, how can I make that work? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so anyway, I went home that night and just thought, this is it. This is your chance to, to you know, just do it. Um, so I, I put in, I handed in my notice um, on my flat and my job. And within four weeks, I moved. <laughs> um, and I hadn't told anyone apart from this one friend what I was doing. So everyone thought I was a little bit crazy. You know, <laughs> they were all like, what's going on? You, you never mentioned anything. Yeah. Because, you know, I'd never seen it coming. You know, I really did not see it. Um, and I thought, you know what? There's, there's places that I can work in retail and hospitality in my new town. Mm-hmm. So if things don't work out, they don't work out. But this is really your chance. You've got to go. You've got to try it because you'll never know. Um, and, you know the rest as they say is history I, I've um, worked through my degree now I went back to the college and um, then I went to university and I got my bachelor's degree I got a first class degree in construction project management um, and I'm about two-thirds of the way through a master's degree in quality management now um, which I, was never ever part of the plan um, I, I when I went back to college I thought I would do a couple of years you know and then just get some work experience and work in that way mm-hmm. but as it is I've, I've um, went through and got you know the full degree and, and went through that route instead 
um, which has been really, really great for me um, in, in learning. I've learned so much about the industry, but also about myself. Um, I've totally changed that story that I used to have um, about, well, this is this is what life's dealt to you. And, and now I'm actually like, no, that, that that's not, you, you know, you can change that story. You can change that conversation with yourself about what what you've got and where you can go um, and just because you've had a bad start doesn't mean that that's the end story um, so I just wanted to take that into what I, what is called the Determinator Collective um, as a community of people who are basically the same as me have had challenges in life and then worked ways and found ways to get through that and now we want to share those ways and those means with other people so that people who are maybe struggling just now can find ways to get through without um, taking the long road as we did, um, we hope to sign both other people um, to techniques and to ways that have worked for us so that we can um, show them maybe a shorter route to success than, than we had because we maybe didn't have that signposting, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so so that's the, the, the idea behind it. Um, it's called the Determinator Collective because my boss when I moved to when I moved to come to college I got a, a job in a part-time like a bar yeah. just doing some part-time work so that I could sort of you know pay for things as I went along doing college and things and my boss there um, he he called me the determinator because he said I've never seen anyone who just decides they're doing something and just does it <laughs> um, so um, and so it kind of came from that because it fits quite well with you know the way that I deal with things now you know if I decide I'm going after something then Mm -hmm. um you know I make a plan and make it happen sort of thing so um I just wanted to empower other people to have that um and to show them ways of making it work for them you know no matter what what challenge they're overcoming not everyone has um you know we all have challenges we all have different challenges and they can be monumental you know um depend you know depend on the person and your what I call you know your recipe um of you know challenge of personality you know so something for me that may seem you know that's okay for me for you that might be a monumental challenge for something for you that may seem relatively easy for me that might be a monumental challenge so it's about trying to say you know things like time management things like self-care you know things like meditation that for me that worked you know mm -hmm. um someone else meditation might not work going out for a walk might work mm -hmm. time management might be what you need some help with so i've got so um, i'm going to share some stories of people who have had challenges of all different sort of sorts um in careers and in life mm -hmm. and um and also showcase techniques and ways of overcoming those challenges no matter what they may be and also showing people that STEM um, and construction or built environment careers um, have the opportunity to help you out of those things because th that's what's helped me. Construction has gave me a whole different new life and it sounds a bit cheesy, I know, but construction changed my life. You know, it gave me, you know, everything I needed to build this new life. Um, and I want to show other people the opportunity in the STEM um, fields, you know, science, technology, engineering, mathematics construction built environment there's an absolute world of opportunity within these career paths that lots of people don't know about mm -hmm. um we often dismiss construction because it's you know seen as dirty high risk you know we've spoken mm -hmm. about it you know all, all the things we're talking about that are not 
um, conducive to good mental health, but there's so many good things in there that are conducive to good mental health. Um, you know, we, we can earn lots of money in construction, we can get lots of opportunity, there's opportunity for progression. Um, and there, there's just so many opportunities out there for loads of different personalities, loads of different career things. It's not all, you know, digging holes in a muddy field, um, getting dirty. You know, there's lots of technology that's coming into place, um, lots of computer game technology, robotics, artificial intelligence, virtual reality, all that sorts of things that are really technical, um, you know, that, you know, you can do from an office. Mm -hmm. So it's about trying to showcase all these new and different opportunities that are coming about. And actually, as we've seen from the pandemic, there's job titles now that one year ago, nobody would even thought of mm. in construction in five, ten years there is going to be an abundance of job titles that we don't even know about today that come about because of the technology that's moving in. Mm. Um, and it's just about letting people see and understand that there's these opportunities within, you know, construction or built environment or STEM that you, you maybe dismiss because you think, well, that's dirty or that's for, for men or, you know, whatever preconceptions you have about it, um, you know, whatever makes you go, that's not for me. I can tell you, that there's something in those fields that is for you, um, no matter what your background, no matter what your challenges are, no matter what your personality or your preferences are, there will absolutely be something in construction or STEM or built environment that is for you. Um, and I'd just like to show you that. And, you know, it's, you don't have to go that way. If you, if you want to go and do something else, that's great as well. But I just want to show you what's open for you and what's available to you and you know how we can help you get there really um if that's something that you want to pursue because a lot well the job that i am doing now i didn't even know that was an option seven years ago so yeah you know someone showed me that opened the door and showed me it and i was like oh wow love it i need to be doing that um so i just want to do that for other people um to show them things that they maybe don't even know about yet um and show them how they can do it um and be really good at it and you know maybe it'll change their life maybe it won't <laughs> but uh, for those that we do change lives for um for me that's a really special thing and for for me personally it has been a really special thing um and like i say if i can help one more person come through that struggle that they are facing today and you know get into a job that they love and a career they love in, a, in an industry that you know is so opportunistic and it, you know there's just so many things there that we, we don't know because you know a lot of we just dismiss it the image of construction is quite bad um and we're working to change that because there, there are so many wonderful things we do in construction you know we we literally change the face of the earth you know mm -hmm. and um it's just about showing people that and um showing people the, the good that we do for society um as well as all, all the bad stuff that people think we do <laughs> Well, I love that. I love the fact that you said, you know, you had to change your story. And sometimes people have to change their story on what they perceive construction to be. Because like you said, there are lots, tons of opportunities in construction. And you talked about the STEM and the opportunities, you know, with technology advancing and changing. I, IA robots, you know, this office. And for those people that are creative, when you're talking about designing things, like that's all construction you know, when you're designing, you know, like a building or, you know, these different things that can take place, like that's a part of it. Absolutely. There's just, you know, there's, when you look at STEM, um, 
there's literally nothing that doesn't cross over into those roles you know we we just if someone had told me that I was doing a job where I sat down I used software and I was thinking mathematically in some ways to do um to program construction projects I would have said absolutely no way I'm not a software person I definitely am not a maths person Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, okay, construction, yeah, I like that, but I don't see myself doing sort of a maths based type of role mm-hmm. um with data and things like that. I, I would have totally dismissed that. Um, but now having seen how great that, that opportunity is, and actually I can do that, you know, because I am good at these things. Um, and sometimes we just need to open our mind and like say, change your change your conversation um with yourself that you can do things that you know, maybe maybe you you weren't great at maths at school. I was always told that, so then you be, you begin to believe it, really. Um, but actually, I can do that because I've learned ways of managing that for myself, and I've learned ways to get through that challenge of maths. So I I, I can do maths. I can do things, uh, and we just need to um, you know change change that story, change that conversation, um, and, and believe in yourself a little bit. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you don't believe in yourself, <laughs> you know. You, have a harder time convincing other people that you can do things if you don't already believe it so um you know just have a little bit of self-belief um because we're much more capable than we often think we are that's true you got to have the confidence you know um (laughs) you have to believe in yourself and like um i like how you mentioned earlier about there are going to be so many different new job titles with this new technology. And I think for, especially for, for women and young girls, they don't think about construction. It's so funny because I was talking to my, old, my youngest daughter who's going to be graduating this year. And I told her, you know, you don't have to choose these traditional jobs or career choices. Think outside the box. There is so much more that you can do with, you know, and make your own platform, you know, in, in this mm-hmm. industry, there, there, are, there are ways, there are things you just have to believe you can do it and go for it. Absolutely. And what we've often found as well is that women in these industries thrive because, you know, we, we, we do well in them because we, we want to do well in them. We work hard. Um, and there's no reason why, um, you know, if you work hard, um, and you, you know, the, the opportunities are there. A lot of people maybe feel like the opportunities aren't there for women. Um, you know, I think in, in construction in the UK at the moment, I think there's something like, you know, maybe between one and 3% of women in trades. Um, and I think it's something like 10, 11%, um, you know, as an overall women in construction percentage. So we have a lot to go, you know, um, there's a, a lot of work needed to get more women into construction. Um, and there's a lot of, um, initiatives that are trying to address that um but the best way we can do um our own part and me individually and other women in construction is to be that role model and show people because you can't be what you can't see so for as long as people don't ever see women in construction they they won't choose it because they don't know that it's possible um so we need to show them that it is possible um and like you know signpost them and um, mentor people as well um and that's something that i um, really 
um, hold important because I've had some absolutely excellent mentors who without, I, I, you know, I know I wouldn't be where I am today. Um, and, you know, um, I try and just pay that forward and, and mentor other people along my way as well. Um, certainly young women um, and girls as well, young girls to, to realise that, you know, if you want to be an engineer, that's, that, that's absolutely open to you. That's absolutely available. If you want to be a construction manager, that's absolutely available to you. You know, there's no reason why you can't do these things if that's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. If people wanted to connect with you um, and see, you know, more about what, what you do, where can they connect with you at? So I am on... Um, this, all of the socials really either as Anne O'Kaffer or as the Determinator Collective. Um, there's pages for both on LinkedIn and Instagram are probably the main two um, which are frequent um, but also Facebook and Twitter as well um, and I will be launching my own podcast which is called Everyday Determinator which will be hopefully launched at the end of September. Awesome well that is exciting well, I'm definitely looking forward to listening to that. You have so much great information. I mean, the self-care and just looking out for yourself. And self-care also means living your life in a way that is, you know, true to who you are and whatever that may be. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing. For all of my listeners, I will have Anne's um, contact information in the show notes so you will be able to connect with her and when you go on, don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, this is what this is all about, connecting and being able to get information and resources. Yeah, I welcome, I welcome anyone getting in touch if they want to know more about construction or STEM or know how they can manage self-care in the workplace. Um, as we've discussed, um, you know, it's not all about massages in the meditation although they're great as well and they have worked for me too <laughs> so um, I welcome any of that Mikita thank you so much for allowing me to share my story and to hopefully inspire someone that um, you know construction and built environment is good and we can also work in self-care and look after ourselves um, in those industries well thank you for sharing your passion and your love for what you do with me and my listeners thank you so much thank you that was such an amazing conversation with Anne today. I think we all can relate to telling ourselves that story, the story of this is my life. I have to accept it and I can do nothing about it. But when she was asked that question, what's stopping you from learning something new to change your life? I mean, that was powerful for me because I think sometimes we get caught up in telling ourselves these stories about what we can't do. We don't realize there's nothing really stopping us from doing something different. The only thing that's stopping us is our own mindset around change and going outside of the norm. And I think sometimes when we, we forget that there are other opportunities for us, like STEM is an amazing program. And when you talk about construction, or even when you see the commercial of constructions, you only see men, but there are great opportunities for women and young girls as well to get into construction. If you're a type of person that loves to draw and design, I mean, 
construction, you know, has that place for you. Just think about it. If you design a building for hundreds of years, that building will be there. You know, that's amazing to have your artwork created in that type of way. So there are tons of opportunities in constructions. Like she said, from IA to uh, robots and engineering and designing, that does not necessarily involve being outside actually doing the building. But it's really your choice on where you want to be and how you want to show up in your life. So make those decisions for yourself. Don't be afraid to step outside of the box and to choose careers that may not be the normal careers most people choose. And I always say, you know, be confident. We talked about, you know, having that level of confidence. And it's easy sometimes to walk into a place and feel, you know, like, oh my gosh, why him, you know, am I here? But you know what? You're there for a reason. You deserve to be there. And if you're not invited, you know, to sit at the table, go make your own table. You do not have to wait for someone else to validate you by inviting you to their table. You create the table and you put out the invites. This is your life and you should live it in a way that makes you happy. Now, I am going to uh, slide into our tea of the week, which is Golden Glow. Now, Golden Glow is a great tea. It's a surprisingly... uh, light sweet tea, just a hint of sweetness to it. It has some ginger, turmeric root, carrot, beet, and pineapple pieces. Like they got me at the pineapple pieces, you guys. It's all natural and organic and it's caffeine free. And you can find this tea on beautifullyunbalanced.com. Now, if you want to be a guest on Time for Tea with Nikita, or if you have some topics that you want to hear discussed on Time for Tea, you can email me at time, T-H-Y-M-E, the number four, T-T-E-A, Makita, M-I-K-I-T-A, at gmail.com. I would love to connect with you. I would love to hear your feedback and what you have to say. Now, you don't want to miss next week's episode. I'm telling you guys, the tea is getting hot and hotter. We are talking about everything. So, Join us next Monday as we spill some more hot, juicy, delicious tea. Until next time, namaste.